Who needs an alarm in the morning when McDonald's has sausage, egg, and cheese McGriddles and a breakfast cutoff? Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. You always have to keep going to another level. So I stand on the shoulders of my successes and my trophies, but I don't sleep in the trophy room. What up, what up? My name is Los Antonio. Welcome back to No Sleeping in the Trophy Room, a conversation fueled by motivation, experience, and truth. Right now, we're at Fort Greene Park in Brooklyn. I'm here to check in with my marathon coach and entertainment professional, Cornell Miller. We're gonna go through some stretches, we're gonna get active, and then after that, we're gonna check in with Angela Yee at her newest business venture, Coffee Uplifts People. You guys keep it locked. This is No Sleeping in the Trophy Room. Good to see you, man. How's it going? My name's Carlos. Carlos Savannah Curry, health and wellness and inclusion professional. Pleasure to meet you. Thank you so man. much for pulling up. Great, man. I'm in town shooting no season in the trophy room. I'm linking up with Angela D. The coffee and green juice at a new coffee shop up the block. Great to get with you guys right now. Get this working before we get to working. Nice. Work loud, work later. We got, we got a great session today, a great stretch session today. It's going to help you get through your marathon, your long distance running, pre and post workout. We got the pro, the expert here. Yes. He's going to stretch us out. You know, we hate stretching, but you have to do it. Very simple, but very effective, you know, because we run not to get hurt. We always have that conversation. So this is going to be a great, great, great stretch, and we're going to get you right on your way and right to that finish line. That 26.2 mile push, man. Yeah. It's a marathon, not a sprint, man. So let's get it. My let's man. Go. Appreciate it. destination all right we're here we're here at coffee uplist people to check in with award-winning media personality serial entrepreneur and philanthropist the one and only angela Yee. we're here at coffee uplist people to check in with her to talk about her motivation what's on her mind and what fuels her grind in between time come on inside this is no secret in the trouble Angela, I want to thank you so much for taking the time, for stepping into No Sleeping in the Trophy Room. Um, congratulations on this amazing establishment that you have here. We're at Coffee Uplifts People. Yeah. How do you <laughs> and feel? And you have to try some, and you know it's really great for, after, well, before a run, yes. after a run. Yes. 
we're gonna get you an espresso. I would love that, I would love that. Um, so yeah, I just finished getting a nice run in down the block. Um, you know, so happy to be here. I see your chain says no sleeping. Yes, yes, it's, it's a lifestyle. <laughs> well, perfect. <laughs> yeah, it's a lifestyle that we, uh, you know, that we embody here. And no sleeping, just for context, is about, you know, keeping your eyes open to opportunity, um, even when opportunities aren't present. Right. So, because uh, I love sleeping, I need Yeah, it. me too, it's important for you. Very much so. <laughs> I want to start where it all started for you. Um, talk to me about growing up here in Brooklyn and how that shaped your perspective on life and you know, really influence your hustle. I feel like Brooklyn was a great mixture for me. Just, uh, first of all, like there's so much culture in Brooklyn, but I did grow up in Flatbush. And when I was younger, I never really left my neighborhood until maybe like, I would say sixth grade. And so other than going to Montserrat and the West Indies to see my family on that side, that was the only place I really had ever been. So. Um, but I will say that I saw so much from such a young age, just walking around the neighborhood and even taking the school bus to school that I feel like it's kept me really open-minded, but also giving me a lot of street smarts. So I have a lot of common sense. And I do think that comes from growing up in Brooklyn because you can be super smart. You can be book smart. You can be educated. You can be a great entrepreneur, but not everybody has street smarts and that everybody has common sense. So I feel like that really shaped that for me. Right, right. I mean, that's like a balance, you know, that you have to have. Street smarts, you know, which, which brings me to my next point. I want to talk about TVT, MTV. Um, <laughs> you know, these places that you, that you uh, started at, interned at. Mm -hmm. Talk to me about how you applied some of the knowledge that you, you know, that you learned in Brooklyn, you know, at these places. How did, you know, um, how did you apply your learnings? What did you learn at these places? Well, so my first internship in college, we had this career resource center at Wesleyan. And so I was always a big fan of, okay, the way they, what they do is they hook you up with alumni. And so you can figure out like whatever field you want to be in, and then you can go and apply for an internship at one of those locations. So one of the alumni from Wesleyan um, worked in the legal department at TVT Records. And so I ended up going to intern for him. And I remember at the beginning of the internship, there were like six of us. And by the time it ended, it was just me because it was unpaid. And some people just fall off like that. And so I think that is something that in life, if you can be consistent, if you can show up on time, that really is half the battle because some people can't even do that. So I learned that's really half of it, right? Being responsible, being on time, being reliable, having a good spirit and a good attitude when you are at work. Because some people feel like when you go to work, somebody owes you something. You're doing them a favor because you're showing up. And, but you actually should always be putting your best foot forward. You know, I don't like when people are like, well, I did you a favor. I did this. I went above and beyond. But in everything I do, if it's paid or unpaid, I always go above and beyond because you're really representing for yourself. And that's something I would say that I learned um, really early on and applied. I would be like the first one there, the last one to leave. I definitely made sure I networked throughout all the different departments because I didn't want to be in the legal department. But it was just a way to get your foot in the door and then be able to meet other people. So I was like going to talk to the person in promo, going to talk to the PR people, going to talk to the A&R person. And so all those things are really important to when you work at a business to know how everything comes together and works. And also, you might be in a field you're not that interested in, but you can always pivot and move somewhere else. Absolutely, I can relate to that, to be honest, because when I interned at Blue Flame, uh, which is where I met Jason Wiley, <laughs> uh, I used to be at Jason Wiley's office 
asking if I could pack CDs and, you know, um, <laughs> do it to do whatever I could, you know, um, to, to stick around, to go the distance and hopefully get a job. And I'm sure he remembers that, you oh, know. Man. You always remember the people that were like outstanding and that's life in general. You remember the people that really um, brought something to the table, whether it's your personal life or professional. I want to talk about growth, um, you know, the morning after with Angela Yee, don't quit your day job, and now lip service, breakfast club, you know, a lot of things change when you're transitioning. Yeah. Um, what are some things that have, that have changed and what are some things that have stayed the same? Uh, what are things that have changed? Well, I feel like I've grown a lot in a business sense as far as being able to like map things out year by year. I used to just be trying to make it from like one day to the next <laughs> or even like, yeah, to the next month. Like, okay, the first is coming soon. And so I feel like I've grown from out of that space. I've gotten a lot better with managing my money and making more responsible decisions while still being able to have a good time. So just finding that balance in life because I think that I find that the more you have, the more you do end up spending, you know, and that's just the fact of life, right? Like you always said, everything seems like so much when, or so far away. So I just remember when even having like $1,000 in the bank was amazing to me. And so now what I'm learning is, you know, I used to like hoard money and be like, I gotta make sure I have everything and not spend it. And then I got to a period where I had to realize if there's money in the bank, then you should be investing that in something. And so you always learn like, okay, for the price of, no pun intended, a cup of coffee a day, you know, you too can save up to do this and do that. But sometimes you really just need to make more money and elevate and be vocal about those things. Thank you, boo. Like, she was like, I'm not supposed to be doing this. <laughs> Look at how cute it is. This is so exciting because honestly, like, you're our first customer because we're just opening. <laughs> it's an honor. It's an honor. Cheers, Angela. Cheers. Cheers to you. Cheers to Coffee Uplifts People. Mm. Yeah, so and the way we start at this coffee shop is with oat milk, and that's another thing. You know, a lot of times if you go to coffee shops, they'll upcharge you if you want to switch to oat milk, if you want to switch to, um, you know, anything else, almond milk. But we Who needs an alarm in the morning when McDonald's has sausage, egg, and cheese McGriddles and a breakfast cutoff? Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Right there, you know, so because truthfully, like regular milk is not good for you. So thank you so thank much. You so much. <laughs> thank, everything starts personal, right? And so for myself, just those early mornings were always really rough and never gets easy no matter what anybody tries to make you believe. And so I was just waking up early and I'm not a breakfast person. I'm not really big into like eggs and you know, I don't eat bacon or any of that stuff. And so the juicing was a way for me to get some nutrition and get some energy and not feel like weighed down from food because you should never feel like that. And so I just started doing that for myself personally. And then I wasn't able to find places in the neighborhood that I felt like were real juice bars. A lot of times you'll go to a juice bar and you might as well just be having like ice cream or something because it's just a lot of, um, frozen and PRA things, and then they just add like orange juice that has a ton of unnatural sugars in it and artificial flavorings and sugars. So I just wanted something that was a real juice bar where you can see your fruits and vegetables being chopped up in front of you and put in the blender. Yeah. And it, had, it has all of the benefits that you need. And then from that came the Press Juice Company. People would come to the juice bar and like, I wish I had this in my neighborhood. And so I was like, I'm gonna start a Press Juice Company. So that's how everything kind of 
um, started for me. That's amazing. Mm -hmm. That's amazing. And I was talking uh, with your amazing business partner, Tony. He filled me in on all the you know, ways that you're doing business here. Everything from, you know, the, the beans, the um, items on the menu, mm -hmm. you know, to the potato chips. Everything is, is, is rooted in black-owned business. Yeah, black and brown-owned businesses, absolutely. Yes. And that's very intentional. You have to be intentional about things like that, even from building out the space. You know, everybody that works in here, black and brown people. Because the truth is that we have so much talent in our community and people will act like, oh, I can't find, you know, a black designer, I can't. But yes, you can. You just have to be really intentional. This is in our neighborhood and there's so much gentrification in Brooklyn. It's important for kids to see us in these spaces and owning things and say, oh, that's this brand that's owned by this person. That's, what, that's how you know you can do those things also. When I first opened my juice bar i remember how important it was to me after we did the grand opening and it was like a huge deal 50 cent the first of all the police were so mad at us because we didn't give them a heads up i didn't know it was going to be like that but common came gz 50 cent the locks like everybody was there and it shut the whole block down fresher was there delicious i mean it was like a crazy amount of people and um uh, the next day I was leaving and this kid was like, I just want to say, you know, thanks for putting this in the neighborhood because I feel like I could do something like this now too and I can own a store. And so that's really does matter. And sometimes it's not just blatant in your face, it's just putting that seed in somebody's head that someone in my neighborhood is doing this, I can do it too. Absolutely. That's so important. It's so important. You know, because really you could have opened up, you know, like you could have chosen any location to open something up, but you chose to do it where you're from. Um, you know, I'm sure that means a lot to the community. And even yesterday when we came here, you know, there was people coming up to come say hi to you on the, on the door here. <laughs> it's like, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's amazing. And you could tell that it's inspiring people, it's exciting people. No, that was my partner Tony's idea. I would never have put myself on the door all big like that. And I came here, I was like, wait a minute. But you know, it was good marketing because while we're building out the space, and this is all coming down, so we'll miss it. But while we're building out the space, it was great to have the building as a billboard for what's coming here. A lot of times people will build out a space, you don't know what's coming, you're trying to figure out what's coming here. You can see very clearly what this is. And so I just feel like the months that we've been working, at least the anticipation has been building, the branding is there, people in the neighborhood know it's coming. So when we open, I'm just looking forward to just having like a lot of customers who already have been watching us. Yeah, and you know, the messaging is clear, you know, which I thought was very clever. On the side of the building, you have like, um, you know, versus battle, you know. Insecure. Yeah, you know. The things that we care about. <laughs> and also things that like, you know, things that people really meet up at coffee shops for. You have like, um, you know, brainstorming sessions on there. You're talking about creating marketing plans, talking about creating businesses. And I think that those are buzzwords for entrepreneurs and for people who look and sound like us. You know, we look for things like that. Right. When it comes to places that we choose to do business. And even just having this here, like this is a beautiful space that's for us we're not trying to have some place where we want you to just come take your stuff and get out you know this is like a community space I anticipate that a lot of people they'll be outdoor seating too will come here to meet up probably stay here for hours you know how some places they're like okay are you buying anything get out but you know the way we want this to be is like this is your cheers yeah I love that I love that and you know uh, I can't wait to come back. I want to ask you, you know, Nick Cannon said, I tell all my business to <laughs> Angela Yee. Um, Quando Rondo confided in you to talk about the King Von incident. August Alcina um, talked to you about the uh, Jada Pickett-Smith situation. 
What is it about Angela Yee that people confide in? Because I feel like I need to tell you something. Like, <laughs> like, what is it about you that people, you know, really trust and, 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 you know, really confide in you so easily? I think that I have built a reputation where people know that it's a safe space always. And so even before I do an interview with someone, I just want to know, like, okay, what are we trying to achieve here? You know, what are we talking about? And I want people to feel like they can be vulnerable and also know that if you say anything that you don't like, it doesn't have to come out. So trust me, there's always things that people feel like, you know, they want control over their own narrative, but at the same time, they want to be able to find a space to tell the truth and be relatable. And so I think that people trust that if there's something that happens or something that they say that didn't come out the way that they intended, they know that I'm not a malicious person. And so, um, you know, I take care in knowing that people feel safe being able to talk to me. Now, if you say something crazy, it is what it is. I can't really prevent certain things from happening. But what I can do is make you feel like, okay, you know, I think a lot of times we look at celebrities and don't view them as people and real human beings. And so I've been, I've had the privilege to be able to talk to people behind the scenes and understand that a lot of times people act a certain way because of their past or things that have happened to them or what they learned growing up or the people who are around them. Or sometimes they feel like they have to seem like they're a certain way for the public. And that's not an easy situation to be in, especially a lot of these people are young and you know still learning and still growing. And so people do have to be allowed to ha uh, make mistakes. I feel like when I was growing up, I made plenty of them, but you might not ever see them because they're not documented and recorded for everyone to weigh in on. And so it's just a challenge that I feel like the younger generation has because of how much accessibility people have to, to what they're doing every minute of the day. For real, it's like phones out all the time, everything's being documented. Right, you can't even sit in coach without somebody posting you. <laughs> yeah, nah, it's just little things and it's like, you know, you can't have any privacy. You never know who's going to be sending a story in, sending in a picture, sending in a video, attacking you and something goes viral. You can't even make a mistake. So I know it's not easy. And I also know that a lot of times it's just people's, um, you know, like I said, how they were raised, their environment affects so much about how they behave and how they react to situations. Right, right. Now, you bring up a great point. Um, you, you know, there's a big difference between, um, you know, covering the culture and, and really being in it and representing it. Um, do you feel a certain responsibility to control the narrative in certain situations? Because you see how easily things could kind of get taken out of context, things could spin out, go viral. So like, do you, do you feel a certain obligation to kind of control certain narratives? I feel like some things are out of my control. And so I think that there's times that things happen and the more you talk about it, the more life you give it. And so, but it's hard because, you know, doing what I do, I know I have to, when I ask people questions, ask those tough questions that they may not want to talk about or things that have been discussed already. And so I understand when people do it to me also. And so at certain times you just have to realize it's above me now, I can't do anything about it. Cause if we try to control everything, we'll drive ourselves crazy, it's just impossible. And so what I've learned is to just, everything will pass. You know how they say this too shall pass? Yeah. 
You're running businesses. Mm -hmm. You're a media mogul. <laughs> you know, um, how does Angela Yee keep the balance? You know, like what are some things that you subscribe to, um, you know, to keep the balance with everything that you have going on? So I always make sure that I set at least one day a week aside for me to not have too much to do. So it might mean like on a Thursday, I have work in the morning, but after work, I kind of have to clear my schedule and say this particular day is just for me to handle stuff for myself. And handling stuff for myself might mean like, I gotta go get my nails done, I wanna get a massage, I wanna do this. But I always try to give myself like something to look forward to. And so it might be that I know in November for two days, I'm going on a little quick mini trip. It's just things like that. I have to go to Miami for um, a cryptocurrency conference. So while I'm there, I might stay an extra day. Everybody loves McDonald's fries. So yes, you accused your mom of stealing some of your fries on the way home. Um, but the bag did feel a little light. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hey and just relax, you know, and have some of my friends come and meet me. So it's just little things like that. I think it's important for my sanity. <laughs> also, trying to go to bed at a reasonable hour. Whenever I don't have anything late at night, I go to bed because you will get like sucked into staying up. And, um, you know, sleep, like we discussed earlier, is really, really important. And so we can never just count. I know people like to be like, I sleep and I die, but you'll die if you don't sleep. Yeah, and so I realized the importance of that. And then even like doing enjoyable things like watching a series. You know, I watched this whole entire series while I was like cleaning out my closet the other day. That's how long it took me. <laughs> Do you remember which one it was? It was called Made. Okay. It was about, it was on Netflix. I'm gonna put it on my, on my watch list. No, it was good. I mean, look, I watched everything. And so I never used to watch a lot of TV, but during the pandemic, that's something I started doing, right? Like catching up on things. And it is important for me because also for me to be able to talk about them and discuss them on the air and interview certain people, I have to watch it. But I've learned to like really be okay with enjoying that. I used to feel like it was a waste of time if I was home watching TV. I should be doing this, I should be doing that. But now I'm okay to like let myself relax a little bit. Now for sure, I mean, we gotta take in as much as we can. I feel like, um, you know, whether it's like scanning things on Twitter or reading the news daily, you know, watching things, subscribing to things, you know right. what I mean? I make sure also that I put my phone to the side. Like when I'm watching, cause you know how people watch movies and TV but they're on their phone the whole time, which is so annoying. I will put my phone like on, in the kitchen, on the table, so I don't even look at it because you get so distracted. It's like, how are we not able to just sit and watch a movie without using our phone? And so I just make sure that I'm very intentional about like, you know, staying off my phone for periods of time too. It's so necessary. I need to learn how to do that myself. Yeah, it's so, like, what are you gonna miss? You know what I mean? If you put your phone to the side for two hours, it's not that serious. For anybody who's uh, who's gonna watch this that's at home, inspired by your work, you know, what are some like pro tips that you would like, you would share with them? We call them power plays on No mm -hmm. Sleeping in the Trophy Room. So what are some power plays that you would share with some of our viewers? Um, I would say always have a plan. Whenever you decide you wanna do something, I feel like we either are too aspirational and thinking it's just gonna happen. And so we're like, I'm gonna start a business. And then you think you can just start a business. It's not that easy. So map it out, plan it out, do your research, do a business plan, talk to some uh, other people who can mentor you or even just give you some assistance. Um, 
you know, use some services that are available to you so that can be helpful as far as just doing whatever you can to learn about the business that you're about to open. And also just to have some great, cons if you're not gonna, um, you know, have a business partner or somebody that's going in it with you, make sure you have some great consultants and understand that you do have to pay people for their time. A lot of times we want just favors and sometimes favors are like the worst thing because honestly, like, I've had to work with people who volunteer to do something and they never do the same type of job as somebody if they were getting paid to do it. And even sometimes you pay someone and they don't do that great of a job. And so you have to be okay with knowing that sometimes there'll be some losses, but how do you then go ahead and bounce back from that? Or how do you pivot and change the direction of your business to accommodate what you've learned? And so just be really persistent. If you have something that's great that you want to do, just always figure out, okay, how can I make this work? Because anything can work if you really go hard at it and um, put your mind to it. So I know it sounds cliche, but nothing beats putting that work in. And I think we have this perception that things happen quickly and overnight. We just have to be really patient with ourselves. We have to invest in ourselves. And we have to also surround ourselves with people that are good for our mental and, and just people that you want to learn from. I can't always be the one giving when it comes to a friendship. So it's okay for you to also be able to ask for help when you need it from your friends and people who support you. Can we, can we toast to that? Because that was just an amazing, uh, you know, plethora of advice. And I learned like a lot. I made a yeah, lot of mistakes. For real. <laughs> you, know, you know what I mean? But that's, that's a part of the process. So Angela, we have a segment on No Sleeping in the Trophy Room called Tweets is Watching. Okay. So I did my due diligence and went through your Twitter feed, selected some really insightful tweets. Would love for you to break <laughs> these down. Okay. All right. <clears throat> so this one right here you sent out not too long ago. Um, this was October 23rd. You said, I've been having so many great things finally happening that I've been working on for so long, but sometimes it's hard to share because people think you're bragging, but F it. I'm proud of me and everyone else who has some W's. Exclamation mark, exclamation mark, exclamation mark. <laughs> Talk to me, Angela. You know, I was just reflecting because like I said, the coffee shop was the latest venture that's been happening. And then, you know, even with real estate, I've had some good things happening in real estate for me too. And this is actually half a real estate office too on the other side, Nest Seekers. And so my realtor has been really great, um, Sarah, at helping me get some properties and so I was excited because I also just paid off a condo that I invested in. So that had just happened and I felt good about it. And then she um, found somebody to do a two year lease um, at a really great price. And so it just felt good at that moment that I was like, yes, yes, yes. Like things are lining up. But when things line up, it's hard to talk about it because I do feel like people be like, oh, who cares? You know, whatever, whatever. But it isn't, I, I work so hard. And I think people don't know because I don't always document everything that I'm doing, but I'm very involved in all my businesses, like super hands-on. You know, I have a store in Detroit, a hair store in Detroit. That's been a journey right now, even finding like great managers. It's not easy at all of these locations because one thing you can't control is other people. And so that's just, um, something that has been an ongoing thing. And every day is something, you know, at one of these businesses, every day there's some type of emergency. So sometimes you do just have to sit back and be like, all right, girl, you are doing it though. Yeah, absolutely. We gotta, <laughs> you know, we gotta, we have to celebrate all the wins, small, large, you know, we need to celebrate them. 
that's amazing. And also be happy for everybody else who's getting yeah, some Yeah, absolutely. And look, if I can help other people, everyone will tell you, if you ask me for help with something and I can make it happen, I definitely will, so. Tweets is watching Angela Yee on February 27th, uh, 2021, you said, finally a day off from work to catch up on work. <laughs> so you're taking a day off from work uh -huh. to catch up on work. Yeah. Talk to me about it. You know, I do that a lot. So I might take off from, my day job is the breakfast club. And so that's a hard one though, cause that's like 4 a.m. Then your whole day is gone. We usually finish there like around noon and then have so much to do afterward. So it's nice to be able to get like a full night's rest. But a lot of times I take off from work because I have something else to do. So it might be, okay, I have to host this event or I have to go here. So I'm not gonna be able to go into my day job. I'm taking a vacation day to go and work and do this. And I do that all the time. I think most of my vacation days are not really vacation. It's just me having something else to do. We have the third tweet here on February. February was a hot month on Twitter. <laughs> Um, you said, if someone was nasty to you when you started in your career and now they want to get to do business, um, would you let bygones be bygones or say hell no? <laughs> so, I was really interested in this tweet because, uh, you know, there's a lot of truth <laughs> in this tweet. You know, some people kind of may act different when things are starting out mm -hmm. and when you're on fire, it's a different story. And I think that a lot of people would be able to, uh, you know, resonate with this, with this yeah. tweet right here. Talk to me. I mean, look, the goal is to always make people eat their words if they ever treated you bad. Cause that's such a motivation, right? When somebody treats you like terribly and then you're like, one day I'm gonna come back <laughs> and you get to do it. But I think it all depends. Like there's definitely people who have been awful to me when I was first starting out when I was younger. And, um, you know, I've forgiven it and moved past it. And then, you know, there's people that I would never do business with. And I think that all has to come with like growth. Did the other person, are they just fundamentally a bad person? Or did they just treat you badly at that time? Because it was so long ago when I was getting started, there's no way everybody treated me well. But that is something that I always try to make sure that I never am like that to anyone. I get it that we all have bad days and it might be like misunderstandings. So I take that into consideration. But there's definitely people who have been really bad to me that are now nice. And I get it, like you get into a certain position and then everybody wants to at least be friends with you or be cordial with you. And so people have their own motivations. And you know, it is what it is, that's life. If I have to let that bother me and make me hold grudges against people, I would never get anything done. And so a lot of times I just let it go. And you know, to me, the main thing to do is to just use that as motivation to be even more successful because I feel blessed that I've had such a good circle of people around me supporting me for so much of my life that things like that don't bother me for long. Some people hold grudges forever though. That only hurts you. Yeah, that keeps you in the same spot, mad at the same thing from five right. years ago. It's like, man. Some people like don't. If you went on a road trip and you didn't stop for a Big Mac or drop a crispy fry between the car seats or use your McDonald's bag as a placemat, then that wasn't a road trip. It was just a really long drive. Ba -ba -ba -ba. At participating McDonald's. Like someone and want you to not like the person that they don't like, and you're like, they ain't never did nothing to me. <laughs> right, right. We're not in high school no more. Right, it's crazy. <laughs> so, Angela, we got one more segment here. Um, this next segment is called Picture Me Rolling. <laughs> um, so, I went to your Instagram. I thought we were about to smoke. Yeah, it worked. No, right? kidding. <laughs> next segment. <laughs> 
I went through your uh, Instagram, pulled some insightful photos. Would love for you to break these down for me. We're gonna start with this photo right here on the left. Here we go. This is picture me rolling with Angela Yee. <laughs> oh my gosh, uh-huh. that's so old. So that was um, when I worked at Sirius, my first job in radio. And Double XL did a magazine for Shade 45 specifically. And so I remember that day we took, that was my first like photo shoot. Right. And so we took a whole bunch of pictures and they're like, okay, act like you're reaching for something. And somehow that's the picture that they ended up using out of all the pictures, but it was a Shade 45 magazine. That's and by the way, I want to point out in that picture, those shoes are Bottega, okay? Oh, I know everybody's wearing Bottega yeah. now, yeah. but those were some Bottega shoes that I got from the outlet. It was very common, thank you very much. That's right, <laughs> that's right, you know. Angie I was Lee, on it early. Angie, exact. She's early. Y'all late. It's all good. Let's go right into the second photo right here. Talk to me about this photo right here. Oh, that was um, Eminem had a book release party. And so it was me and Kay Slay. And we interviewed Eminem. And 50 Cent came also. So that was big. Because not a lot of people interview Eminem. Got you. So that was... Um, yeah, he didn't it, really come out with too much, too many things, right? Yeah, right. that was one of the perks of working at Shea 45 is that I did all the Eminem interviews all the time. So that was really dope. But yeah, we did, um, that was for his book launch. Um, and yeah, we were all in there. So it was a great day. I'm glad I just have pictures like yeah. with Eminem and, um, and 50 from that in case Slay. Talk to me about this photo right here, this third photo. Of, of, of you cutting it, cutting it up on the DJ table. Do you is Angela Yee a DJ on the low? I mean, I did used to DJ when I was younger. I still have turntables in my basement, so yes. And I always think it's funny, like to flash back and see this throwback picture of me DJing. I used to DJ parties and everything, and this is before Serato, and so you had to actually carry the vinyl into the club. So it was a different time, and the, I think the reason I gave up was because of that. It was like so much work having to like put together all the records and put them in the crates and then carry them. And I was like, this is too much. And I feel like if I would have had Serato back then, I probably would have been, I mean, I definitely would have been way more on it. You know what's crazy? That's how, so my buddy right here, uh, Jimmy, he, uh, he, was a, he was a DJ, and that's how I used to get in the clubs when I was like 18. Carrying the crates? I used to carry his crates. Oh, and, uh, I could have used your help, man. Yeah, <laughs> I would have been down. I would have been down. I want to get in, I'm, I'm in. And I remember I got my turntables from DJ Muggs from Cypress Hill. He got me my turntables because I had did a um, clothing campaign for him for Varsity for his album. And so as a return favor, he asked me like, what can I do for you? And he had this endorsement deal with Newmark and I was like, get me some turntables. So he got me the turntables and then Pete Rock let me get a whole bunch of vinyl from him. And so did uh, Special K and Teddy Ted. It was like a bunch of different DJs that were like, let me get you some vinyl. And so I was like really serious about it. And then I got a bunch of stuff from my parents because they had so much vinyl at home. So it used to be really fun and I would be at home just playing like records. Was your DJ name Angela Yee? Yeah, or? I never like changed my name. That's what's up, yeah. that's what's up. So, uh, so uncreative. I feel like you're gonna make a comeback with this DJing thing. You never know, I might hop back on. All right, I like that, I like that, I'm in, I'm in. Thank you so much for taking the time to step into the trophy room with us. Thanks for coming by and, you know, sipping on some coffee with me. Yeah, for sure. Before I get up out of here, is there anything you know, what could people expect from Angela Yee next? Well, this is obviously like a huge undertaking for us. You know, we do plan to open up two more coffee shops next year and then franchise after that. And so I'm just looking forward to expanding this brand. Um, also continuing to do my podcast, Lip Service. That's always a blessing to be able to do that in a good time. Still on the Breakfast Club, going strong and, you know, 
a lot of things happening. So it's always something, something in motion. I never am, am still. Absolutely. Um, now, how we like to close these episodes out is with your champion's mantra. It's a ritual, a saying, or something that, you know, helps you get up and just remember why you do what you do. What is Angela Yee's champion's mantra? Man, that's tough. What is my mantra? I feel like I change my mantra all the time, too, depending on what's going on in my life. Um, what is my mantra? We could take a sip. Let me think. <laughs> take a sip out of this amazing coffee cup here at Coffee Uplifts People. Come get you. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Get two. Mm. Mm. Well, you know I'm all about hard work, right? So, I listen, and this is something that I truly believe, and it is such a saying, but hard work beats talent when talent doesn't work hard. And so I just feel like no matter what it is that you want to be great at, um, you just have to work really hard at it, right? And the only thing that separates you and makes you successful from somebody who's not is hard work. And so, you know, and I know there's different levels of access that people have and different financial spaces that we're in, but I'm definitely somebody who, um, you know, had to make my own way and earn everything and didn't have anybody that was able to walk me into certain doors. So I just feel like you gotta just go super hard for what it is that you want and never let anybody make you feel like you can't achieve it. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen, Angela Yee right here on No Sleeping in the Trophy Room. Angela, thank you so much again. Thank I'm, I'm, you. I appreciate you. I'm, we'll go running. Yes, let's go. Because hard work beats talent. <laughs> <laughs> have to keep going to another level. So I stand on the shoulders of my successes and my trophies, but I don't sleep in the trophy room. No sleep. Hey there, ever thought about what makes your heart beat a little faster? Oh, you mean like when you discover a new track that just speaks to you? Yeah, or finding a movie that you can't stop thinking about? Well, get ready to feel that excitement all over again because Amazon Prime is here to take your entertainment and shopping experience to the next level. Absolutely. Prime isn't just about getting your packages quicker. It's about diving into a world of endless possibilities, from the latest releases to exclusive content you won't find anywhere else. And don't even get me started on the music. Prime offers concert specials that will transport you right to the front room. It's like being at the hottest gigs without leaving your living room. I use Prime to tap in with some of my favorite artists' live shows from any and every genre of music. Trust me, Prime is a game changer. It's like having a personalized superstore and entertainment hub right at your fingertips. So why wait? Head over to Amazon.com forward slash Prime and start experiencing entertainment like never before.